We are live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Police Off the Cuff After Hours. My name is Mark DeMeo. I'm your host, my co-host, my partner in all things law enforcement, the very handsome Bill Cannon. What's up, Bill? How you doing, Mark? Uh, we're supposed to have Detective Pat tonight, but so far he's MIA. So I don't know what uh, what happened to Detective Pat. Uh-huh. Well, hopefully he'll uh, he'll show up. We have, um, you know, I just want to mention we have uh, we have a new membership on our YouTube, and we have two new members in our chart right now: Jessica Shades and John R. Bear, and they both joined at the the um, dipped and butter level, which is amazing. Our four levels are uh, the bucket uh, dipped in butter. Uh, excuse me, the bucket polish my rack dipped in butter. And 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 heated dipped in butter. So uh, oh, it's, those are, it's heated. I thought it was. Well, uh, yeah, no, no, it was dipped too, in hot butter. No, no, it's heated. It's heated dipped in butter. So uh, MC's audio. Yeah, you know something, MC's audio. I'm going to send you a link right now, and uh, I'm going to see um, Mike. Just send me your email again, and I may invite you on the show tonight because Detective Pat. I don't know where where the hell he is, and uh, I can show you guys a, a picture of Detective Pat. And if anyone sees him, tell him uh, <laughs> there he is. He was on our show uh, about two years ago. There he is in the middle of us. But I don't know where the hell he is right now. So uh, you see him out Pat, there. <laughs> if you see Detective Pat, you know, uh, give him a kick in the ass and tell him, "Hey, where are you, man? They're they're calling for you." On uh, <laughs> if you're in a bar somewhere and you see a guy that looks like Detective Pat and he's drinking a PBR. That's right. Uh, that yeah, go tap him on the shoulder and ask him what he's doing. He's supposed to be on the show. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, you know, we we don't frequently get um you know, a uh, an MIA guest, but this this could be the first one, you know. Yeah. And now now you got me worried because we know Pat took some lead back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He certainly did. Uh Mike Cologne, it's the Cologne Report at Gmail. Okay, let me see if I can send you an email, Mike. Uh, and then we can invite you on. Who do we got here tonight? Uh, Shannon Georgia Peach. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. My cousin, Dwayne Vasquez. Hello, gentlemen. How are you guys tonight? We're, uh, we're okay. I'm in a good mood. Danny Turner, you guys cracked me up. Thank you for saying that. Single mom of four. Hello and great. Uh, from Tennessee, from East Tennessee. Yeah, I was just in Tennessee. I didn't have a chance to see too much of it, but that uh, music hotel is pretty nice, that Sheraton. Um, dot to dot. Mark, what happened to your hair? Yeah, it's a long story. Hey, here's, um, det- here's Detective Pat. Hey, Detective look at Pat, we're, we're sending out an APB for you. We're hey, like, I where is this guy? I made it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, could, you, could you turn your... Um, uh, to the side, sideways. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's much better. That's much better. And uh, you know, we we were worried that you wouldn't show up, so we invited Mike Cologne to drop in. What's up, Mike? And, uh, Mike, how you doing? And just as you dropped, just as you dropped in, Detective Pat came in. You know, I I just want to show, you know, folks, we're 16 days away from the 20 year anniversary of 9 11. And I don't know if you heard today, but uh, 11 Marines and a Navy corpsman were killed in Afghanistan by a suicide bomber. I'm just going to uh, go to a file tape for a second, and we're going to we're going to uh, pull up that tape for a second. We'll share the screen, and um, it's just a horrendous. Uh, he, 
horrendous tragedy that has occurred. To the airport complex, another at a nearby hotel about a thousand meters apart, uh, an immediate security breakdown. The Taliban have condemned the, the event and say that the United States was responsible for security in that area. Nothing could be further from the truth. It was the Taliban who guaranteed the United States security and safe passage for evacuations from Afghanistan, which are scheduled to end on August the 31st. On uh, That's just next week, five days away. Uh, this has thrown all of the plans into great question. The president spent the morning in the Situation Room with his closest advisors, we're told, and has been getting briefings from the Defense Department and others throughout the day. We now know that there will be a Pentagon briefing at the top of the hour, 23 minutes from now. CNBC will have live coverage of that from the Pentagon. Uh, the first notice of this went out at 9.44 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, almost five hours ago now, and, and no word from the White House of any kind, and no on-camera or statements from the Pentagon of any kind. The, the news of these deaths has trickled in, uh, and we're expecting to get further confirmation from the Pentagon at the top of the hour. But again, the headline from Associated Press, 11 U.S. Marines killed. This is the first time U.S. service personnel have been killed in Afghanistan since February the 8th of 2020. Disgraceful, disgraceful. This whole um, withdrawal from Afghanistan has been horrendously botched. I mean, how do you trust the Taliban, who basically are terrorists, to, to provide security for our people? I mean, it's just, if that's what the news is reporting, it's also uh, irresponsible to report that. Horrendous. I just, I just, it's, you know, besides the life, you know, they left, um, they left over $80 billion worth of American equipment in Afghanistan. How real, a lot of respect for the taxpayer. But of course, human life is much more important than this. Uh, just, just horrendous. And on the 16 days from the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, this is disgraceful. Detective Pat, you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> Put yeah, right you on the know, spot. After uh, Tuesday, you're going to largest hostage uh, situation that we ever seen before. Well, he's bailing out. He's leaving all our people over there. Makes me sick, man. I can't sleep over this. All that I've been thinking about all day long is this situation over there. A friend of mine uh, that I was in the Navy with, his kid is over there now. He's a Marine. You know, he's in that airport right now. You know, this makes me sick, man, what he's doing. He that is disgusting. Know. You know, you think this was all planned? You know, is he that stupid? No, he is that know. stupid. Yes, he is. I think he is, actually. You know, he answered you think, that. You think he's that stupid or he's in bed with China? I don't even no, think he's running the country. To, I don't think he's even running the country, to tell you the truth. You I know? mean, like Bill mentioned, to leave that equipment behind, um, helicopters and all this stuff, it's like you're giving it to them. But uh, the thing that threw me off was the was yeah, the, the, the suicide bombings with the Marines because uh, I, now you're, you're calling us into war. You're, you're, you're pulling us into that war now. There's no other way to retaliate. I don't even know what there's much thinking about right now. You have to go. You have to go back in. Get your people out. You know something, Mark. You're right. Uh, Mike there's Cologne, no other... you have any thoughts on this, Mike? 
Uh, none in particular, but there is something that uh, a friend of mine, a retired bomb squad detective and counterterrorism specialist, Kevin Barry, shared with me via email. It's an article from the New York Post. And what that article mentioned was that you're seeing right now a disturbing lack, ironically enough, in air security to where the TSA sends these undercover agents in there with phony bombs and phony you know, weapons and whatnot just to see if they would get through. And what they're finding is they're getting through TSA security pretty easily to where what the article was getting at is, will you see something like 9-11 in the sense of airplanes flying into buildings? Maybe not, but you'll see something pretty bad just as soon, you know, so soon enough, you'll see something just as bad in terms of death toll if this continues. And it, it's 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 scary. It's That's all you can really say about it. It's scary. And in general, you have to keep your head on a swivel these days, but more so now than ever. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, what you're basically saying it's is here, not even not even having to, not uh, not only do you have to worry about the threat to the Americans that are over there in Afghanistan, but you're saying attacks over here as well. Well, that's what the article in the Post was alluding to. And listen, Detective Barry would know. He's, he's a good friend of mine. This is a man that was in the bomb squad in, for 19 years from '83 to '02. Had a lot of knowledge of counterterrorism. Um, you know, and, and it has a lot, is privy to a lot of information. And, you know, to, to see that from him was quite daunting and quite terrifying because, you know, the thing that you saw from the first terror attack on the World Trade Center in 1993 to the follow-up in 2001 was a pattern of signs that were missed. And ironically, a lot of the people that were warning of another attack were the ones that would die in 2001. Are there people like that now who are soon going to become casualties themselves? I sure hope not, but you have to believe that with the way that we're heading. Yep, I think uh, I think you're right because uh, I think we've taken our eye off the ball. Go ahead, Patty. Patty, you want you have something to They're say? Coming across the southern border too. It's not all. Yeah. What? Yeah, you know th that's true. It's like uh, they they come across the southern border with impunity. No one's I mean, checking anybody. They're pouring through our, into our country. It's like they learned nothing from 9-11, you know? And it, it, makes you, it makes you wonder, between the border and now uh, pulling out the way they did, is this, is this all the, are these acts on purpose? Are we preparing? Uh, are they coming? This is the way they're going to attack us? Are we part of our own demise right now? Our own government? I mean, uh, why would you do these things? It's crazy. You know, I just want to bring up the point that uh, this was a picture of myself and Mark and Detective Pat about two years ago when we had uh, we used to shoot the show in my house. The Palatial Estates. Yeah, Detective Pat was one of the first uh, guests, and I had to supply him with that sweatshirt so he looked official, you know. And uh, here's another picture of Detective hey, Pat. Mark, uh, he yeah. was on, uh, this was from 2008, and uh, this is Patty about 30, 40 pounds lighter, I think, <laughs> in that picture. But uh, And I'll show this picture because Detective Pat may even shed a few tears because that was his alma mater, the 2-3 the precinct. And here's Detective Pat's last day at work. You notice he's wearing sunglasses because he didn't want people to see the tears running down his face. Uh, you got to walk that, out. Detective Pat, you there? Are you on tape delay? What's going on? Did you get a, you had a walkout, Detective Pat? Huh? You had a walkout? Did you get a walkout? 
When you, no, when you retired, did they walk yeah, you out? Me? Yeah. Yeah. He's on. He's on. Are you? Are, are you not hearing? Yeah. Well, you're a little low. Are you not hearing? Or are you on tape delay? Which is it? <laughs> he's in the bunker. Are you better oh, now? I hear you. Now I can't you're, hear you. You're frozen. You should probably log out and come back yeah, in. Yeah, let me let me take him out and put him back in. Detective Pat, uh, yeah, he's uh he's, he's having some technical issues. Now I can't even see you. <laughs> Detective Pat is having some uh, he's he's challenged. I got to I gotta help to have him log out and come back and mark talk while I'm doing this. Oh, there he goes. Oh, he's back in. Okay, can you hear he's us, Detective frozen. Pat? He's still frozen. All right, you talk. I'll, I'll get him to log out and lock. Ah, uh, so uh, <laughs> man, so thanks. Welcome aboard, uh, Mike Cologne. Hi, Mark. Good evening. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Mike, uh, he's joined the family here. He's joined. He's part of the uh, the platform. Hopefully, we'll get him to a, a produce a show on our platform as well. Hey, you never know. Uh, yeah, I'm gearing up for episode 100, uh, which is nice. I'm about to hit that milestone. Um, there have been some changes though, because God Almighty, it's been a whirlwind the last couple of days with that, and I won't bore you with the stories, but I. I said it was going to be Gail King of CBS this morning that was going to join the show for that episode. And then the, I'm not going to bash anybody because you never know who listens, but the PR for CBS, I'll put it this way. I don't want to say they sandbagged me, but they kind of dropped the ball a bit because they told me it was on. And then they said, no, hang on, it's not on. So I'm in the flux right now. And I don't want to say who, but there's a good chance I'm going to be. I have a replacement on standby that's pretty good. And if I confirm it, you'll know. NYPD related, don't want to say. But I'll have somebody for episode 100. Yeah, you know what? Listen, um, just the fact that you're you're getting close to getting that that level of uh, guest is a, is a good thing. So, yeah. I mean, if, if it, this, this one doesn't work out, the next one will. And even if that one doesn't work out, the, the, the following one will. Eventually, you're going to get your Gail King. You're going to get your really big name, and you're going to get your name out there. And people are going to get a chance to, um, you know, to see who Mike Cologne is. Well, she'll be coming on. It'll just be in mid-September. So she's still going to come on. It's just not uh, going to be for that particular episode. But this one, uh, I if it happens, I'm going to be really excited about it. We have some mutual friends, this individual and I. And so uh, it's, I have the fast track in. They, last I heard from uh, DCPI, they were saying, what's your availability for next week? And so I said, this day, this day, and this day, because <laughs> like, this is going to happen. Um, you know, it, any day you want. And um, it's, it's, on, it's, it's on the fast track. But no, you know what? I said this to my sister the other day. The only reason, or one of the main reasons why my show, since I brought it back at the tail end of last year, has taken off. I have to thank you two. You both opened up my interviews with you and, and forming the friendships, of course, with the two of you opened up so many doors to where I don't think I have the audience I have without the assistance of off the cuff. So hey, well, you, you know, Mike, we said it before, and I really mean this. I think you're going to be a superstar broadcaster in the future. I really well, do. You have you. the you have the great voice. You're so uh, you prepare so well, and uh, you look good on camera. 
And you know, women in the chat think you're cute. Think you're a little oh, cute. They do. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> not 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 as cute as Joe Murray. They love no, Joe Murray. You know, no, I Joe Murray. <laughs> Listen, I just want to put. I just want to put a. Oh, Detective Pat looks like he's coming back on. I want to put a little. Uh, Detective Pat came on the show uh, six months ago, and this is a funny little clip from here. I want you to hear this. What's that? <laughs> yeah, that was after. Oh my god. Hey. Um... I'm having again some technical difficulties here. Sometimes you gotta, yeah, you gotta go through the commercial. I gotta right. skip the ad now. Right. I can do it. When we were over, we were on a floater over on Ward's Island. Yeah. What does that mean, a floater? I know uh, what it means for television. Uh, DOA, uh, a dead person floating in the floating water. Floating in the water. Stop. So they're not swimming, right? No, not anymore. <laughs> well, you know, you know, one of the things I learned. One of the things I learned about floaters, which I thought was very interesting, and I learned it from the scuba team, is that when someone drowns. They drop straight down where they were last seen, right. and they actually stay there for a while till they blow up. Till they blow up, and then the gases make them float to the top, and that's the, the term floater. Uh -huh. Because we had one time someone <clears throat> drowned on the opposite, the Manhattan side of um, this bridge. Uh, you can see Yankee Stadium from there, so it's McCombs. right. Yeah, McCombs Bridge, right? <clears throat> so they had a big party under there, and some girl was drunk, and she um, she fell in the water. And the current over there is unbelievable. Three guys jumped in, tried to save her. They almost drowned, wow. you know. And they came back the next day, and they showed us where she went down. And scuba dove, and they, they looked for her. They didn't find well, her. We we got called over to Ward's Island for a Florida. It was pretty funny, actually. I mean, it was funny. The, the person died. but So we call up the homicide squad. We They have that fingerprint machine, right. that portable one. <clears throat> so the guy that comes over, one of the detectives, just got out of hostage negotiation school like the week before. So he goes, holy shit, this looks like the guy who's trying to talk down on the McCombs Dan Bridge the other night. I just got out of school. This was my first case with hostage uh, negotiation. Was Mark, was Mark I go, yeah. I go, how'd you make out? He goes, the guy jumped. I think this is him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so, it's so funny. It's Isn't that funny. I mean, that was his first time on the show, and that was one of the funniest clips I think I've ever seen. You know, we, we always had a yeah, here we were when we used to do it at my house. We would sit at the bar and you know, we would have some drink some coronas and stuff like that, and uh, it was very light and funny. And he that was Detective Pat's uh. First time on the show, but it, it was it was a little laughs, right? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. That story is it's um it's funny how the show evolves because in the beginning we we're just basically doing it for cops. That's right. Yeah. And now yep. now you hear it like that's gonna go out and like oh these guys we've had so many shows on suicide prevention, you know, when I'm trying to make light of it, but that that's it's a fun it's a funny cop story, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Richella Pranzo just asked who put the beer. Well, actually, I, that's a bar. I have a bar in my house. Oh, that was shoot. Andrew Steiner. Yeah, we used to shoot it right at the bar in my house. And, of course, I had Detective Pat there. He's right away saying, hey, where's the beers? You know, <laughs> so, I, so I broke out some Coronas for everybody, and, and that's what uh, – uh, we should have we got a product placement commercial out of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, but that hand that was coming out from the – that was Andrew's hand. He put the That's on. right. Yeah, That's yeah. right. I guess Detective Pat must, uh, you know, and, you know, he said a floater. That actually is a real police term for you folks in the chat that never heard that before. 
And a floater is someone that drowned and they sink to the bottom. And when the gases build up in their body, they float up again back to the top. Here's Detective Pat back. How you doing, Pat? How Can you, you hear? Can you hear us? Hey, Mike took. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now I can, can you hear, hear you. Me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we just we just showed a clip of you because people were missing you. You were gone. So we said, let's get a, a live clip of Detective Pat, you know? We Someone showed- said, did, did, you, did you know that the bodies exploded? Yes, I, I, sometimes they can actually explode when the gases build up. That We've seen that on regular DOAs that uh, we, we've gone to before. So, Detective Pat, you know, I pulled up a few other, like, um, fun pictures of you. And uh, there you are, and you're you're still working as a cop, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's up in where? Uh, is that Somers? Yeah, Westchester County. Oh, okay. And there's Walk another back. picture. You, you always seem, I always seem to find you in pictures in gin mills for some mm. reason. <laughs> and I can tell you got that glow. You know, you got that red glow to your face. There you are again with a bottle of Jameson's. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to get you in trouble with this, right? Uh, and, and and you have that. You have that glow. And here, of course, I spoke about this. This was your last day on the job, and you did 30 years, right, on the NYPD? 27 and three years military. I brought back. Oh, that, that's right. You were you were in the Navy. You were swabbing decks in the Navy, right? Which Pat? Which um? Which side of the boat is starboard? <laughs> the left. I thought it's the opposite. It's I thought it's the right. <laughs> Are you sure you were in the Navy and not some? uh... (laughs) No, I was never in the Navy. I I, I drove a jet ski here and there. (laughs) You were in McHale's Navy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so what do you do up on the Somers police? He's still Uh, on delay. We answer radio runs, car accidents. Do you ins- do you inspect the alcohol content in, in in a bottle of Corona beer at your local bar or what? <laughs> He's not hearing me too well. There's no drinking allowed. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. No, no drinking. No, I can so, hear you. Yeah, but you know your your audio is coming in like on a huge delay, and uh, like when we ask you a question. And then you answer it. It's, it seems like it's on some kind of tape delay. It's happened to me before. Yeah. And it probably has something to do with your Wi-Fi. Yeah. You it's, probably it, are like in uh, maybe your area right now. You you sound like when you came in from a night of drinking and I asked you a question. <laughs> Where, where's the cooler, Pat? Where's the cooler with the PBRs? Uh, poor Pat. You know, folks, when he was over my house one time, uh, my sons, uh, they drink Paps Blue Ribbon. Or they did for some Sober reason. And, Jenny yeah, and I had a whole refrigerator from him, and he saw them, and he, he was so excited. He goes, oh, you got PBRs. I go, what are PBRs? He goes, 
Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even know what the Pabst Blue Ribbon. Now, now we lost Mike Cologne. Where did Mike go? Mike I have Cologne no idea. in the stream with audio only. What did you do, Mike? <laughs> oh, had, there we go. I had a visit from the boss. Oh, okay. Hey, Mom. Yeah. Hey, Mom. <laughs> Can you keep it down, damn it? No, so, someone someone wants to know. We're, uh, we're over here saying he's no. going to be a superstar, and his mother's upstairs saying, what are you doing down there playing and talking on the radio all the time? <laughs> someone wants to know. Uh, M. Ray wants to know. I can tell Detective Pat in the good cop, bad cop there questioning game. What hey, what side is he on? Stand up too, Mark. No, no, no. I'm I'm unintentionally funny, which usually means I make a buffoon out of myself accidentally, and people laugh. That's that's my version of comedy. Hey, Mike, let me ask you a serious question. How yes. many how many times a day does your mother tell you, "Go out and get a job"? <laughs> well, you know what? She was happy when I got the uh, off the cuff gig, and uh, usually when I record, you have to pick the perfect time to record. Uh -huh. And I record when she's at work in the early afternoons. I'm live uh -huh. to tape. It's not like this with Streamyard. Uh -huh. You're live. Uh, hey, let me ask have, you, how, how pissed do you get when she comes home? She ruins your whole day, right? No, she, no not at all. <laughs> no, she, it's not your house anymore, right? You're like, oh, oh man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna plead the Fifth Amendment on that one. You know, I'm, I'm going to invoke uh, it here. But no, listen, I, I don't mind it. Uh, you know, listen, I earn my keep. I do the best you, I can. Are you going to let her stay there? Don't throw, don't throw her out in the street, man. No, of course not. You know, I think part of the reason I was happy to get this job, though, is I promised her when I got out of college, you know, because she's a single mom. She's taking you care of me college? all these years. Of course. You know, so I said, you know, when I get a job, I'm, I promise I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to do the best I can to take care uh, of you, you know, for taking uh, care of me. And that's that's what I'm doing right now. So, uh, you know, no, we we uh, we get along. We you enjoy know. having you here, but I'm going to tell you something. Just between us, me, you, and Bill, Detective yes. Pat, and our guest, um, I would don't don't hit your your wagon on on us. <laughs> I'm just saying, Bill. What did you give him? Twenty dollars an hour? <laughs> twenty five. Twenty five. Oh, twenty five. Yep, yep. You know, uh, someone someone in the chat, full tooth boogie seven eight one says, Pat has that aura. He's scary. <laughs> detective Pat, you're a scary detective, according to the chat. Is that true? Wouldn't want to get on his bad side. Are you uh, frozen again, Detective Pat? Oh, my God. Can you hear me? Yeah, he's. Uh, I feel bad because I wish we had, uh, had him uh, complete. Maybe yeah, maybe uh, when we go on the break uh, and we're doing the commercials, Pat, you can uh, log out hey. and log back in. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I have, you know, I can do also hey, another. Hey, you are, um, you're delayed. Yeah, right. it's it's bad Wi-Fi. I think it's bad Wi-Fi, you know. Well, maybe when we do the commercial break, he can uh, log out and log back in. You, you know, the the best thing, Mark. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna also do another. I'm gonna add uh, another past um, past video of Detective Pat, so we can see him in his glory. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do that right now, and we'll be able to just watch from a, an old show. A little more detective pad here and i think you guys will get a kick out of it right uh-huh so i go down to one pp and chief ali's room there was like 30 guys in there i was late it was like five minutes late uh -huh. and i had this other guy from the two three i had a blouse <laughs> on 
and the butt was stressed. It was, <laughs> it was stressing bad, and I was like holding it in. And I came they were in. calling the NYPD Taylor just in case. <laughs> NYPD ESU I, I Taylor. Come in, I come in the door, and Ali is there, and he's like, "Yo, everybody." Get back, get back. That's about to go. It was like 30 guys. Oh, my God. That's when you got promoted to first grade? Yeah. Oh, no, man. second. Oh, second. So you were getting some big coins. Oh, so what do you God. care, man? Nice guy. He was a cool dude. He was, he was a That's good guy. Yeah. Uh, here we are. Up in Austin, New York. Yeah, look, I have my 20 and out shirt on. Yeah, that was uh, that was back in the day when we first started doing these shows. It was uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun. But that was Detective Pat back then when he had when we had a much better show because we'd have to rely on his Wi-Fi, right? I know that freaking what. <laughs> you know, funny they mentioned Chief Ali, who we lost a few years ago to Ground Zero related illnesses. I was told, and I didn't know this. You learn something new every day. The morning of the 11th, uh, it was Chief Ali being the chief of detectives who got in touch with the Pentagon and said that there was an attack going on. And, and he was the first one from the NYPD top brass to call that into the Pentagon and, and set the wheels in motion. So, Wow. That's interesting, man. I didn't know that. Well, you know, one of the things that people don't realize, they had, um, we could hear it from the ground. We could hear F-16s screaming across the, sc the sky. And we couldn't see the sky, but we could hear them. And there's no sound like a fighter jet that's flying low. There's no sound like that anywhere else in the world, you know, and uh, that was part of the whole surrealness of um, of 9/11, of you know, the, the not being able to see the sounds, the smells, the sights, the the building burning. I mean, uh, we've already uh, did two shows on it so far. Uh, one with Bob Martin, uh, who wrote a book on 9/11 20 years later, and one uh, I did with the three guys that I responded to with that day and i thought that was pretty interesting and pretty heartfelt and uh that was yeah. bob yeah. may be a guest again bob wants to come on again i think i'm gonna call him tomorrow and give him another date uh, because he feels like he just scratched the surface of his book and uh he didn't really get a chance so we're gonna i think we're gonna have him on again those were he, beautiful uh, shows really yeah cool. yeah I, I i think so you know so um you know, we're going to cut to a commercial, I think, because then maybe Detective Pat can find his way back on here. But uh, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, okay, Mark, you got the. Folks, if you're looking to relocate to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Carol Waters of the Beach Realty Group has been buying and selling property in the Myrtle Beach area for 11 years now. Carol and her husband, Rob Mayen, retired FDNY firefighter and NYPD work as a team. Carol has been a multi-million dollar producer for the past 10 years. They have great knowledge of all the aspects of the real estate industry. Carol is well known around the Irish community in New York. She worked in Fitzpatrick Manhattan Hotel for over 20 years behind the stick. Originally born in the Bronx and brought up in County Mayor Ireland. Contact Carol Waters for all your real estate needs in the Myrtle Beach area. Carol Waters sells mb at gmail.com 914-261-6681 folks pay attention if god forbid you get in trouble you want to have joe murray's number in your pocket he's a retired nypd he's a frequent guest on the show he's our legal expert he's our attorney on the show 
And uh, he's a great lawyer. Uh, this is his phone number, 646-838-1702. You see there, jmurray-law.com. Um, if you do get in trouble, he's the one you want in your corner. He's a gentleman, but he fights for his clients, and he'll make sure that um, that you have all the best advice that you could possibly have. jmurray-law.com. Folks, uh, just to let you know, Joe's under the weather. He's a little bit sick right now. So say a few prayers for Joe. I think he's going to be fine, but uh, he's laid up a little bit. And usually he's in the chat or he's on the show. And uh, we just wish Joe the best. Angie Eng, his yeah, girlfriend, she, Angie Eng is in the chat. Hey, Angie, I hope Joe's uh, feeling, get the little, get the little cloth, put it on his forehead, you know, keep it cold. He'll be all right, you know. Police... Uh, Police Coffee is an officer-owned business dedicated to crafting the finest coffees and blends. I just I just bought some Police Coffee. Uh, they provide you with the freshest coffee available. Each batch is roasted fresh by people who know what it means to stay vigilant. And our specialty coffees do not waste one drop when flavor is concerned. Our coffee is some of the best you'll find, but it also helps to serve an important cause, giving back to our community. 50% of the profits goes towards helping family members of police officers who fell in the line of duty. To order coffee and related products from policecoffee.com, go to the website. There are over seven types of coffee to choose from. 50% of the profits go to officers, families in need. For a 10% discount, use code OTC. That's off the cuff, 10. That's policecoffee.com. That's how you get to the website. Uh, folks, if you're looking... For supplements, be sure to check out products from firstdonutrition.com. As first responders, there are certain expectations in our performance on the job. We train hard and drill often to be able to perform at our best when duty calls. Whether it's hoofing over 100 pounds of gear or engaging in spontaneous foot chase, we work out like our life depends on it, because it does. Two New York City firemen created this supplement line with hand-picked products that will not pop positive on any drug test for first responders. Solid pre-workout products that will give you a good pump and a short-term strength boost that can help you power through your workout. Supplements that help you with fat burning and weight loss and post-workout formulas that support recovery. Go to first fund, excuse me, firstdonutrition.com. Use code off the cuff to get a 10% discount off your order. So, folks, yeah, Joe Murray's a little bit sick right now. So say a little prayer for him, and uh, hopefully Joe's going to be uh, fine. And we'll have him back both in the chat and on the show. Uh, I didn't know that, man. Uh, my prayers to you, Joe. Um, I'll be praying for you, my friend. I'll be praying for you, brother. Yeah, hey, is he okay, Detective Pat? Are you all right? Detective Pat, can you hear us? <laughs> He's yeah, on, like, tape me? delay. Yeah, now we hear you, but it seems like when we say something yes. to you, it's on a, de it's on a delay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, what, whatever's going on. Yeah, like I said, it's happened to me before. Not this often. Same here. I'm getting the same thing here. Yeah. This is the, the flyer we had for tonight, which I was very proud of, you know, with uh, Detective Pat on our show and Mark and, the, and then that photo from 2008, you know, the, the little artwork we have. Uh, folks in, in the chat... Um, we got a lot of new stuff going on on Police Off the Cuff. You know, uh, we have this new membership where you can 
join us and become a member of the Police Off the Cuff family. We have a whole line of merchandise coming out. And we have the, of course, the coffee mugs with Police Off the Cuff dipped in butter. Uh, we have a line of uh, uh, women's workout pants. Same thing, Police Off the Cuff. And for the more risque, we have across the butt dipped in butter. And we have... Uh, we have the shirts, the police off the cuff shirts. And again, for the more risque, and I'm not going to have it on every shirt you have to order. It'll say, polish my rack. So I'm not going to be accused of being sexist. If you want it to say, polish my rack across the chest on your shirt, that's you're going to order that. So I can't be accused of, you know, across the board. Uh, but, you know, you have to have a sense of humor. And we have a sense of humor with that. We think it's funny. We think maybe it'll become a novelty and people will really like it. And to join, uh, be a member of Police Off the Cuff, there is now four tiers. Uh, the Bucket, Polish My Rack, Dipped in Butter, and the Premier Tier, Heated Dipped in Butter. So so far, no one's joined the Heated Dipped in Butter Tier, but I know someone will, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, just now, few – go ahead, Mark. I was going to say boxing MMA is praying for you, Joe, too. Um, M. Ray, uh, I'm going to get the Dipped in Butter. Uh, you see how they wrote butter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, full tilt boogie, 781. My dad in the 1980s had COVID. No, in his, in, in, oh, in his, in his, his 80s. 80s, his 80s old. And he had a strange symptom. He had no plate, uh, platelets. It affected his bone marrow, and he's in ICU for a bit. Now he's smoking. He's making platelets, but it was tense. So we'll be praying for your dad, too. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. This is a tough time we're living in right now. You know, it's it's like, um, you know, a lot of folks don't want to get vaccinated. I mean, I got vaccinated in April because uh, I wanted to travel, you know. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, I'm not going to tell anyone what to do, but I think it's probably a good idea to get vaccinated, you know. I got it, too. And I, listen, tomorrow I bought this. Um, it's, it's a bathtub. It's a portable bathtub. If you blow it up. So tomorrow I'm going to be, um, you know, filling it up with ice and water, and I'm going to do a 10-minute, and I'm going to record it, and I'm going to put it up because I've been doing these uh, ice showers and ice baths, and I've been doing my breathing, my Wim Hof breathing exercises, and um, my lungs are strong right now. And, you know, you have to prepare for this kind of stuff. So instead of just waiting for it to hit me, because this Delta virus is going to get you. And if it's not that, it's going to be the Lambda. You might as well be prepared. So I'm going and fighting. I'm going to be in shape when it comes to me. And that, so that's part of it. Tomorrow I'm doing my, uh, and I'll record it, my 10-minute uh, ice bath in my backyard in my blow-up uh, bed that I bought. <laughs> I, thought gonna, I thought he was going to say you had a blow-up doll, a police off the cuff <laughs> blow-up doll. I was like, wait a minute, we're well, a family actually, show. You know what? It's not a bad idea, Bill. <laughs> YouTube might take you down. If you could get a police off the cuff blow up doll, uh, you should get at least one. I'll take a picture with it. That'd be great. That's fine. Anyway, Angie Ang, who is, uh, I hate to tell all you ladies out there who are all in love with Joe Murray. She's Joe's girlfriend. And uh, she said in the chat, thank you for all the prayers for Joe. I'll let him know when he gets up. I know he's been sleeping all day. And I know this, this thing knocks the crap out of you. And just tell Joe um, we're all praying for him. And I know he's going to beat this. He's a strong He's a strong, determined guy, you know, and uh, but, but still we're praying for him. Um, it, it's, Dr. It's just, Dr. I'm scared for my parents that they will get it. 
They're in their mid-70s. I had it in March, and it was awful. So, listen, I have a feeling like it's not going to stop until it gets around and it hits all of us. So the most you can do is just prepare, man, and prepare the best that you can. If that means getting the vaccine, then get it. If you if you feel like you're vulnerable, if you feel like your immune system is, is a – you know what I think? Let me tell you something. And I'm not even kidding when I say this. I think a lot of people are scared of getting shots. I think if, if they made it, like, I, I was thinking to myself, if they came out with a pill form, but even better than a pill, because some people hate taking big pills. If they came out with a gummy, people, everybody would do it. If it was a gummy, that's it. They just. I don't know. I, th- I think it's become very political that people don't want to be told what to do. But and... I guarantee you there's a small contingent of people that are, they hate shots and they'll do i'm telling you it's it's quiet it's a private thing but they hate needles and they hate shots the same way you get these people that are walking around with gloves and a mask outside uh the same opposite that's how much the people you know th- those people are like so scared of germs these other people are so scared of needles the you know thing, sorry go ahead go ahead mike go ahead mike the one thing that is pretty funny about all this, though, is that when in and it's a personal decision, people do it or they don't do it. It's up to you. Um, but when they do get it, they post it on social media. You know, uh, you see it on Twitter. It was all over the timeline and Instagram, too. And it's like, OK, listen, if you opted to do it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I've never understood that aspect of putting your business out there. Like, you know, you wouldn't say I went to the grocery store and got bread today. So why are you posting something like that? That's the one thing. But I don't I'm not against it. Listen, whatever you want to do, it's fine. But. Detective, yeah, Pat I mean, is, Detective Pat is in the uh, in the chat now. He surrendered from uh, his bad <laughs> Wi-Fi. Detective Pat, we we miss you. We thought we'd have a lot of laughs with you tonight. I'm sorry you're not uh, able to be in the chat. You know, folks, when I got my shot, and I was lucky, I got it early because we had to because we had what was called that, that big word comorbidities. We had things from 9/11. I had asthma and I had some other stuff. So. I was able to get the shot early and I really wanted to get the shot because I wanted to travel and I didn't feel safe to get on an airplane unless I was vaccinated. So I got vaccinated uh, my last shot in April and I flew that month to Fort Lauderdale, got in a car the next day and drove to Isla Morada, which is the second key in the Florida Keys, Key Largo, Isla Morada. I had the greatest time in the world. And I felt so, like, free to get out and, you know, actually go out and, uh, what the heck is that? Sorry, that? That's my, let me turn it off. That's my AC. That's, like, I feel like I'm in a sauna. Yeah, I, it, I sounded it, like you, it sounded like you just started a jet engine, <laughs> you know. Sorry, I thought you wouldn't hear it. Never mind. No, we heard it. We heard it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I am, like, I'm dying. Yeah, I, it's almost yeah. No, it's Space, fine. Stace on the case says, and people who feel inclined to ask strangers on here if they have been vaccinated, look, it's no one's business, but like I'll volunteer it because I'm happy that I am, and hopefully I won't ever get it because of that, you know. And well, uh, I, I I did it because you mentioned traveling, and with my gigs, I didn't want to like miss out on money, which I really really need, um, you know, because I, I wasn't vaccinated, so that's why I did it, but. And I, I, there's so many different opinions, and I just can't help. Um, there's people that we had that. Remember, we had that really, uh, really. Uh, he was actually related to you somehow. I guess the he, the mayor that turned down the money. Yeah. 
Bill. Oh, Bert Ross. Yeah, Bert Ross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, he, he mentioned that we should all get vaccinated, and he had polio as a kid, and he brought up a strong argument, kind of swayed me one way. But at the end of the day, I know a lot of people that haven't gotten vaccinated that they have their reasons. So if you want to take that chance and you're an adult, that's a chance you're taking as an adult. We, we know basically what they're telling you is that if you get it and you've been vaccinated, you're probably going to be able to fight it off a lot better than if you weren't vaccinated. We know that now. Right. And these people are adults and they're making their own choices, their own decisions. I don't understand why that's, uh, that's holding pe- everything up. You know what I'm saying? You know, dot to dot in the chat says the shot is no guarantee that you won't get it. That's true, but no, if you but do get it after you're vaccinated, it won't be as harsh. It won't be that's as what they say. horrible. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You got to do your homework. That's so, what then, it was down to. Then there's a strain that's coming after the lam- Lambda. So it's Delta, Lambda. It's named after uh, college frats. Uh, and the one that's coming after that, they don't. the doctor already predicted we don't have a vaccine for that. Hopefully the strains keep get, getting weaker and weaker and weaker and, and weaker, but um, you know you can't get any real numbers out of the uh, out of our government about what. Okay, so how many deaths are we seeing? How many how many people are actually you know hospitalized? You know, so that's why people don't trust what they're hearing in the media. You know, you know why? You know why? Because it's also become so political. Yeah. It's become ridiculously political. And, you know, the Democrats seem like they want to shut down the whole country again. Mm-hmm. And pe- people aren't having it, you know. And kids below a certain age, they're not as susceptible to get it as adults. And parents are sick and tired of the kids having to wear masks. And you can understand it, you know. Uh, think of like a seven or eight-year-old kid, second, third grade, whatever, Having to wear a mask every day, I think that you know. You know what? You know what's unfortunate is that the way things are going over there in Afghanistan, this pandemic might be the the, the second thing that we have to worry about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This could get pushed back the whole pandemic thing because we're going to be in fear of. I mean, we could very easily be in a war tomorrow. We could very easily be sending people back there to get our people out. There could be skirmishes, confrontations. We, we might be settled in there all over again. Who knows what's going to happen? No, well, look, we were in a war over there for 20 years, and it's the way we pulled out that exacerbated the situation over there. If we would have pulled out slowly and gradually and got the people out slowly and gradually, mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't understood that. And also, how did we just leave $80 billion worth of equipment over there? I just don't understand that. Like, it's as if... The politicians don't care about the taxpayers' money. Yeah, just leave the $80 billion worth of helicopters, Humvees, Jeeps, guns, you know, all kinds of stuff over there. Just leave it there, you know. Horrendous. And then when you see, like when you live in New York and then you see um, the guy at the the ATM getting hit with a a meat cleaver, you know, and then the guy in the subway that's getting hit in the back of the head with an axe, um, you just start like wondering what the hell is going on, man. I mean, domestically, you can't walk around without looking over your shoulder. We created a scenario once again where you're judging people based on their appearance. If you see somebody with no shirt on going through the garbage, go across the street, man, because that guy, <laughs> he could hit you with something. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I, we're right back to square one. 
And we were in a beautiful place. I don't know how many people were willing to admit it, but in New York, we were in a beautiful place. Everything was going wonderfully. I'm supposed to be in the city soon for a couple of lunches, too. I think I picked a bad time because I'm supposed to go see on one yeah, occasion. You can do your lunches, but you just got to, yeah. like, whatever whatever you look at that doesn't, and you got to look over your shoulder, too, because all yeah. these attacks are happening behind your back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And even down here in New Haven, where I'm coming to you from New Haven, we, granted, right. we're smaller than New York City, obviously, significantly. Yeah. But you, you know, Bill was down here with me and Irma for a day, and you see it. There's some little, there's some EDPs walking around the street that you got to be weary of. And, and then, and, like, uh, how about how about in the country club? Are there people like <laughs> getting being rude? <laughs> well, no. Well, well I'm sure. No, there's you that didn't get too. that, Bill. Why? Because he goes to a country club, and the people are being rude there. <laughs> no, I don't have that. I don't have well, like you, that. You, you know that Yale. Yale is in New Haven. That's the yeah. big Ivy League college. Uh, Yale. Yeah. The companion school Harvard is in Massachusetts, right? And Harvard yeah. and Yale are big rivalries. And uh, I'm sure to get into Yale, you have to have your nose in the air. And six, what, what is the new SAT score? Perfect, 2,400? Something like probably, that. You probably need between 23 and 2,400 on your SATs to get in there, right? But you know what? It's funny. I, I'll never forget. I went to another school. You passed by it that day right down the street. And we took pride in being the little brother, so to speak, because I'll never forget an adjunct from Fordham out in the Bronx taught at our school, too. Shout out to Gateway Community College, my alma mater. Uh, and she said, you know what the funny thing is? The same things I'm teaching these individuals at Fordham, which is a pretty elite school. Uh, it has produced many great students over the years. I'm teaching you guys. And mind you, we're learning this stuff for basically nothing. It's costing us zero. And how much are you paying for it? How much are you paying for Yale? How much are you paying for Harvard? So, yes, you know what? You mentioned that I do comedy shows the same way. I'm in the best comedy club in New York City telling some jokes. And then, uh, you know, once that set's done, you might go back to Queens somewhere in some bar, do one more spot and go home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, it's, it's just you, you perform, you do what you got to do. You never know. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way I view my show as well. You know, like I mentioned earlier, you could be talking to to uh, Gail King, or you could not be. Uh, you know, and and you just or, or so you can reach out to someone, and they might say yes or they might say no. You know, and it's just it's the it's the grind, it's the hustle that keeps you busy. Yep. Uh, your John C. Acosta says, and this is if you don't get vaccinated. You must be cognizant that precautions must be taken by wearing a mask to avoid catching it and putting innocent lives at risk. I, I agree with you. She's right. Yeah. But I think that a lot of it, it's been taken. Um, I, when I see people driving in a car by themselves with a mask on, I think they should go to Bellevue and check themselves <laughs> in. I was you saying know? the same thing. I was like, you're alone. I mean, if you're with someone in the car and they don't live with you, mm -hmm. I understand that because, you know, listen, I have a compromised immune system. I've been really careful this entire pandemic. But if you're alone, I mean, you're good. Breathe, you know? And yeah, but right. you see, the thing is, I, I think people do. If you want to wear a mask, I'm not going to. I was on uh, doing a show the other night. Somebody, the comic up before me was busting chops because the people in the audience were wearing a mask. I got up there. I didn't even notice they were wearing a mask. That's your personal choice. You can wear a mask, you wear a hood, whatever you want to do. I don't give a fuck. I, if you want to walk down the street with a mask and gloves, that's your prerogative. Do it. You know what I'm saying? I got vaccinated. I don't want to wear the mask. Uh, that's the choice I'm taking. We're all adults. Yeah. 
I saw a funny uh, picture a while ago of somebody, I kid you not, wearing panties as a mask. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's that. People are getting creative with it. But, uh, you know, it's be- you know what? It's become a big business, though, because I remember when I graduated college last year um, and pe- they made profits off the mask. I'm not knocking it. I got these. I'm a big New York Knicks fan. I got these beautiful custom made as a gift. New York Knicks mask. So people get, like I said, that's, that's the one silver lining. Cause you have to look for silver linings in situations like this that people have gotten creative and, you know, made. A well, you know, you know, Mike, Mike, you just gave me an idea. We're going to have a police off the cuff dipped in butter mask. There made. You go. We're going to have to mass produce them immediately. Polish there my rack. All of our expressions. We're going to have to actually, have, that's, you know, that's homicide mask. Yeah, you see what comes up. You see yeah. what comes up. A detective yeah. a great mask. idea. Uh, let's, let's check out the chat. Um, Maui Swift, I love that name. Spreading it outside is virtually non-existent. I know. Like, if I'm outside and I'm walking in the street, I'm not wearing my mask. I, yeah. I, that's why I got vaccinated. I don't care. Well, Mark, when you know you see the green writing, that means they're me- all members. Did you know that? Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. Yes. Maui Swift is a member of the Police Off the Cuff family. Thank you so much. Stace on the Case is another Police Off the Cuff member. Thank you so much for joining our family. Full tilt boogie 781. Ha ha. What's the ha ha for? I don't know. Uh, Nancy Drew, she's another police off the cuff member. Thank you guys for uh, joining us. We have some amazing guests coming up. Uh, we're probably going to do at least one or two more stories on 9 11 before the actual anniversary, uh, which the anniversary is, of course, 9 11, but it falls on a Saturday. And um, we're going to try to do a couple more shows just because. A lot of people that war responders like to talk about what happened. It's almost therapeutic for them. So I think we're going to uh, try to have Bob Martin come on again and talk about his book again. And uh, I was trying to get someone, I can't say their name because they haven't agreed to come on, but this person was in charge of um, Fresh Kills, dumped during 9-11. I was trying to get him to come on. A ghost. The women are waiting for their racks to be polished. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that, a ghost. They have to order the shirt. That's their business. I can't just say, oh, polish the rack shirt, you know. They have to order that specifically, you know. And Josh, our, our um, producer from California, he's uh, he's doing all the merchandise stuff and he's doing all the membership stuff. I, there is no way in the world I could do any of that. That's like high-level computer stuff, and I would lose my mind, and I'd be on the uh, I'd be on the George Washington Bridge ready to do a swan dive, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, if, um, where are we right now? It's, uh, 54. Oh, Pat, where, where's Pat? He, Pat even dipped out of the chat. I think he dipped out of the chat, too. You know? This guy, he's been eluding us the whole night. He came on late, pretending like his Wi-Fi doesn't work, and then he dips it. He just wants to hit... <laughs> He just wants to hit those PBRs. I think he's, yeah, I think he's probably drinking a few PBRs right now, uh, drowning his sorrows of his bad Wi-Fi, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. If, if we ever ask you to come on Police Off the Cuff, please make sure you have good Wi-Fi, or else you saw an example of bad Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, here, yeah, Pat's in the chat. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he said, I'm here, brother. He spells brother, B-R-U-D-D-A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pat is yeah. dipped in butter. Chick Eastwater says that. You're right, he was dipped in butter. He had a charmed, had a charmed career. <laughs> we got five minutes left. If you're out there and you want to throw a question out, go ahead. Now's the time to do it. And we'll pick up a – we'll answer a question, anything you got. We'll close out with that. 
You know, folks, just let me mention a couple of the guests we have coming on on September 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories. We have Sammy the Bull Gravano is coming on the show. He's already committed to coming on. We spoke to him. We met with him via a Zoom call, and none of us got whacked. So we're all here, and we're going to have him on on the 15th. Uh, another uh, former uh, wise guy uh, has his own podcast, Jimmy Calandra from the Bath Street Boys. He's coming on on Sunday, September 26th at 6 p.m. So we're not becoming a, uh, a mafia uh, podcast, but when we can get these guests, it, short, it makes our whole guest list eclectic and some people coming on with some great stories and uh, we're going to hear their stories. Mark, you get anything? Um, I'm going to be at the uh, in in Port Jefferson, New Jersey, Saturday night at the it's a, the Three of Something Theater. I'm doing the Long Island Comedy Festival this Saturday night in Port Jefferson. So if you're out there in Long Island and you want to come out to the show, it'd be great to have you. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's the Three of Something Theater in Port Jefferson. Also, my album drops September 14th, so uh, save a couple of shillings, please. It's not going to cost you a lot. It's probably like 10 bucks. You want to get to the, chop, the top of the charts of iTunes. You want to be number one at least for a day, so I can say I was number one um, for a day. So, yeah, that's called The Bangers, and that comes out September 14th. And if you're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and you're on the job, I'm coming out there. September 2nd, I'll be there, um, and I'm going to be telling some jokes at their uh, – their annual uh, union function there. That's great. Lisa Stewart, I, you wrote, I got my police coffee today. Can't wait to try it in the morning. I got s'mores, yum. I ordered police coffee too. Thank you so much for ordering it because obviously they're advertising with us. And if, if our people buy their coffee, they'll keep advertising with us. And I bought uh, some of the coffee and I'm going to try it tomorrow morning also. I haven't opened it yet. I asked my son, I said, which coffee did you use today? He goes, he didn't use that one. I said, I want to try the police coffee tomorrow, and I'm going to bring it. I'm going away this weekend. I'm going to bring it with me, too. Great cause, 50% of the profits from policecoffee.com. Go to uh, family members of officers killed in the line of duty. I can't think of a, a better uh, cause. Uh, so all you f folks in the chat uh, and Police Off the Cup fans, please order policecoffee.com off their website. Mike Cologne, you got anything? Well, I just want to say I just had on uh, as part of my miniseries Tales from the Boom Room Profiles of the NYPD's Bomb Squad, retired NYPD Bomb Squad Detective Kevin Barry. So that's volumes 12 and 13. It was a two-part special. If you want to go check that out on my YouTube channel, MC's Audio, you can. And he was great. Great guy to talk to. It's really one of my favorite miniseries to do, Profiling the Bomb Squad. So it was a lot of fun. And, of course, I have, I'll have episode 100 uh, next week. And thanks for letting me come on and uh, pinch in tonight. Mark, where are you? Are you got a show on Long Island on Saturday? Yeah. Oh, the, uh, someone in the chat said it's called Theater Three. Theater Three in Port Jefferson, New Jersey, uh, the Long Island Comedy Festival. Wait a minute, Port Jefferson is, is Long Island. Yeah, that's what I said. You said New Jersey. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I'll play it back for you. You said Port Jefferson, ahead, New Jersey. Play Ge it back, damn it! You I can't. Know, it's Port Jefferson. It it's Port Jefferson, Long Island, and it's Port called Theater Three. John R. Bear who is also a member of the Police Off the Cuff family. Thank you so much for pointing out to Mark where the hell he's performing <laughs> on Saturday. Because he obviously I doesn't swore, know. I could have swore. So, I'm sorry. I apologize. 
And yeah, jo- John Bear is from Medford. That's out Eastern Long Island. So All maybe right. he'll show up at your show. Come on, you, know, you know, John, when you show up at the show, guide Mark to the stage in case he's, <laughs> he doesn't know where it is. He needs someone to walk him to the stage. He might need it. that. Uh, hey, everybody's saying I did say New Jersey. Okay, I believe you. I messed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Poor Jefferson, Long Island. Long Island. Long Island, they used to Long say. When I, when I went to Buffalo State, all the Long Island girls would go, I live on Long Island, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Long Island. <laughs> Diane Fields says, police coffee is really good. I ordered three flavors. Thank you, Diane. Because uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna if it's really good I'm gonna order it all the time because I would rather send my money to police coffee I would never order Starbucks ever I would even walk into a Starbucks anyone that's remotely related to anyone on a police department stay the hell away from right. Starbucks yeah, anti police no, one question yeah we're away me and you we're doing a show somewhere live remote. The only place to get coffee is, is, is Starbucks downstairs. It's the morning. We just woke up. We're, we're heading over to the studio. You're not gonna. You're not gonna have no. No, I'm not drink. I'm not drinking Starbucks. Really? No. Same way. If I, I'm dying for ice cream, I will never ever eat oh, Ben and Jerry's. No. I, I, Those I two never... communists. I wouldn't buy their ice cream if I was dying from. Uh, what's that called when you're diabetic? Sugar. If I <laughs> sugar. Epileptic shock. Yeah, epileptic shock. I wouldn't eat their ice cream. You know. Yeah, but I don't need ice cream that bad. But in the morning, I need my coffee. And if the only place to get coffee is Starbucks, I'm going to get Starbucks. No, I'm not. If there's another place, I'll go to another place. But I'll grab an Arizona iced tea that has enough <laughs> caffeine to to give me that caffeine blast. You know. Yeah. So. All right. Anyway, so uh, here we are at the end. That's about it. So, folks, all you uh, police off the cuff fans, thank you so much. You guys that have joined our um, our site on uh, on YouTube. And uh, the merchandise is coming out any day now. Josh is working hard for us. And uh, we'll have that merchandise. And you can decide whether or not you get a dipped in butter across the, the uh, your workout pants or you get polished my rack across the shirt. It's all your decision. So, folks, on behalf of police off the cuff, I'm Bill Cannon and Mark DeMeo. And tonight, Mike Cologne, uh, good night and have a great night, everyone. And thank you and be safe.